Welcome to the Sport Investing Episode 1. I'm your host, Brian Bonet, and sitting to my left is our co-host, Damon Salmon. Damien, I am excited to be partnered with you on this project, and I'm even more excited to start digging into the mindset of athletes who invest or start small businesses. In today's episode, we're going to discuss why we're doing this podcast and who will be going to interview uh, each other to see what motivates us as athletes and entrepreneurs. Are you ready? Heck yeah, man. That sounds awesome. All right, man. So let's, let's get this kicked off. So tell us, uh, what's your athletic background? All right. Well, my name is Damien. My athletic background is pretty simple. Um, I did strongman for a short period of time where I did okay at it. Um, I did a few marathons, not marathons, a couple of 5Ks, Tough Mudder back in the day. I was in the Army for a long time. They paid me to run. I'd like to say I was a professional athlete for a long time. Well, in that case, we both were with, I was in the Marines during the Army. Did it. A couple of veterans. And, you know, I think, I think that mindset of the military really translates to the same mindset of an athlete. Absolutely. You know, because we, we have that must-get-it-done attitude. It's, yeah, can't you know, quit, keep moving, never, right. never, uh, never end, never stop. Right, always have an end goal. You're always attacking. You're always moving forward. Yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, I guess that's kind of falls into the mindset we're looking for. My name you know, is Brian Bone. I am the host of the show. I am a real estate investor. I am a gym owner and I am a strongman competitor. I've competed in CrossFit. I've competed in bodybuilding. I've won, uh, first places in all of those. Um, I started my first, I did my first strongman competition in 2000 and that was on a whim. My brother, Jason, uh, called me up and was like, hey, why don't you come up to, he was living up about three hours away from us. And he's like, hey, why don't you come up and uh, visit in a couple of weeks and gave me the date. I'm like, cool, man, I'll come check it out. He's like, bring your lifting gear. I'm like, what do you mean bring my lifting gear? He's yeah. like, I signed you up for a strongman competition. And uh, so that was it. That was my nice. first introduction to strongman. You know, I watched it as a kid. And uh, so, yeah, it was really exciting. I was uh, went up there. Got my ass handed to me. It was great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as as a competitor and athlete, that's what you need sometimes. You need a, a little humbling. I, at that time, I was the strongest person in my gym. Mm -hmm. And when you go meet other people outside of your little bubble, you find out that maybe you're not the strongest. And that's what's great about, like, real estate investing or being a small business owner. We're always trying to build our circle. You know, yes, like sir. I, uh, I'm part of a mastermind. I'm going to pre Puerto Rico next week to, Gosh, dang. <laughs> to be with a bunch of people that are real estate investors that have more property properties than me that are, you know, that I can learn from. Mm -hmm. It's a constantly, constantly we're building to learn. And that's this, this podcast. What, what I'm excited for is we're going to be having athletes on that are one going to tell us about their athletic journeys, how they train for competition. So we'll be learning, you know, from bodybuilders and what their 10 weeks out looks like or marathon runners or Olympic weightlifters, you know, people that compete as a daily thing. Understand that pain right, understand. that is involved with the dedication and the going in and working every single day. Right. Getting yeah. it done, getting after it. Yeah. And then how that's going to translate to whatever they're investing, whether they're real estate investors or day traders. Like you do day trading, right? A little bit. I mingle. I mingle. Okay. Well, I, I'm actually very interested in learning more about that. And I hope through the process of this show, I get to learn more. Um, because I have no idea how that works. And same, you seem to be outrageously smart when it comes to real estate, renting, that kind of stuff. And I'm not very knowledgeable in that round, and I want to be. Yeah, I think I think this show will definitely learn a lot from each other and our, our guests. I plan, we got some great guests uh, lined up. I have uh, one guest, he was a world strongman competitor. 
Um, and actually, I'm I got him into investing about two years ago. We were at the Mr. Olympia bodybuilding competition, um, and we were just talking, getting to know each other. And he, you know, I started talking about real estate and investing, and he's been grinding away at a job. And he's like, "Man, I just, you know, I can't get ahead. There's, I've seen no retirement in sight. You know, what I need to do something." I was like, "Dude, you need to start deploying that money you have and start getting into real estate." And so he did, and it's changed his life. And so he's been an investor for about two years. Um, so I'm excited to have him on the show. We have my, my little brother who, uh, he actually, he, he has a podcast that right. he just had 200,000 downloads. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. That's insane. I, I, that's talking about goals, you know? Yeah. But he, he does Brazilian jiu jitsu. He's got a six unit multifamily in Flint. Yeah. Um, and he writes, he actually writes the stats for the NFL, like, you know, the cards that the coaches hold. Okay. Like, oh, on third and fourth, this is what we should do. That's that's what he does for a living. Man, okay. So never play in a fancy football league against him because you will lose. <laughs> he, Shouldn't be a problem. He is a football savant. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to get him on the show. Yeah, that sounds very um, interesting. I got quite a few other people lined up that are strongman competitors. And, uh, I've, you know, so we're going to really be able to open this up and learn a lot about about sports and about investing. I'm really interested. I love sports. I love investing. I want to learn. I want to learn how other people did it, um, how yeah. other people have made their accomplishments. And I want to be able to give platform for those people that want to share their story. 100%. That's, that's, that's what this show is going to be about. Now, um, we're both entrepreneurs. Yes, sir. You're, you're a small business owner. So you, uh, you were able to quit your W2 job and go full time with your small business, which is everybody's, Dream. Work, working dream. a working a W two job is the worst thing on the planet. It's it's akin to just hanging out with Satan in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it really is. Um, they, you know, you, you're slaving away for somebody else. Yeah, you're making them money, and you know, you had a good job. You were a sheriff at the at the jail. I I, I had what was perceived to be an excellent job. Everybody looks at what uh, a government job working at the jail as a deputy. Um, as you know, good, good benefits, good pay, um, and all that good stuff. And really that's all kind of a gimmick anymore. Some government jobs are great. Most are not. And it, it what you realize is you end up paying the, the government from January to March, you work for the government, uh, period. And then, you know, you just live off the scraps. That's not what I wanted to live. That's why I opened up my business was to try to move beyond that W-2 income. That was before I even knew W-2 income was what I was earning. Right. <laughs> that's, how, that's how new we were. With, yes, you know. yes. Um, so you I, were there when I did that. I remember yeah. that was so such an interesting time. Yeah, it was such great. An interesting time. As, as an entrepreneur, I've been in business for 12 years. Yes. Um, I've watched you grow your business and, immensely. Yeah, and so watch it help it being around other people that are taking that step is the greatest thing in the world. Like my, my son just told me uh, he put his two weeks notice in his W2. Now I've been yeah. telling him for, since he got the W2 job, that's going to hold him back. Yeah. He's, he's 18 years old. He just graduated from high school last year. He's been working a W2 job cause he was, you know, he's like, well, that's what I need to do to be able to get a mortgage, blah, blah, blah. And he's realizing that um, it's just, Money-wise and time-wise, it's holding him back. He wants to be a real estate investor. He's already got an Airbnb, and he's trying to build, but he has he had no time because he was working six days a week, working 50, 60 hours a week. You know, so now he's like, you know, I'm he he started a landscaping business when he was in high school. He's like, I'm going back to my, my landscaping company. I still got people calling. I'm gonna go attack that. I'll 
I'll be able to have set days that I work that, I'll have set days that I work real estate, and I can I'll be able to achieve my my goals and my dreams. That's super smart. When it comes to taxes, you can write taxes however you need to write them. You can write them as you gain, earned yourself W two income, or you can write them as you reinvested into the business, depending on how you act. Right. So if you need to make those investments, it's all possible. And we are not tax professionals or lawyers, so anything we say on the show is just our opinion. Just our opinion, personal experience. That's it. Anything right. that has to do with financial advice. Yes, please. Do not follow what we say because it might be wrong at some point. <laughs> we got tax guys that do most of our work. Yes, 100%. We just see the paperwork at the end of the day. We just sign it. <laughs> so, all right. So now you did have a rental property in, when you were in the Army in Kansas. Yes. And you had that for? So I had that from 2011 to most recently a couple months ago. Okay. And if if there was a mistake to be made in the renting agent as a landlord or a person who owns a rental aid, uh, rental income property, I made it. I did all of them wrong. I hired a terrible agency. I didn't charge enough. I didn't buy a house in a good area. I bought the house for too much money to where I couldn't make the right amount of income. Right. So, yeah, I learned a lot from that. I learned but, so much from that. Right. And yeah. that's right. And that's where having a good team or having somebody to go to to help guide right. you is so beneficial. You know, because, you know, you're, you're 19, 20 years old in the Army. Yeah. And you're, you're buying your first property, which you think, okay, this is going to be a home and I deploy, I can rent it. Yep. Your real estate agent most likely has no clue on what rental properties are or no how clue. to rent. Or and if that, they do, they don't care. Right. That's, that's a big one. Um, so important part of when looking for a home to buy and you're going to potentially rent it, you have to work with somebody that understands rental properties. And you know, like I said, the most real estate agents do not. Uh, they don't know anything about it. They just want to buy your forever home or sell your forever home and mm-hmm. um, work with you on that way. So it's important to have an agent like myself that's a realtor that works with people to find investment properties. And we're going to run the numbers. And if the numbers don't work, I'm going to tell you, this this property sucks. I don't care how much you like it. Yeah. It's, this property sucks. We're not buying it because you're not going to make money on it. Right. And, or if it's great and you're like, oh, God, I just don't like the way it looks. Oh, well, suck it up, buttercup. This is going to make some money. Finding a man you, know? you can trust. A vander woman, real estate agent in that sector is extremely important. 100. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to have that. So you had just, just the one, right? Yeah, just the okay. one. Okay. And now yeah. you just recently got rid of that. Um which is good. Took that burden off your shoulders because it wasn't a good investment. Yes, Not sir. all real estate's a good investment. And so now with you are. Hold on for the helicopter, everybody. All right. We got the helicopter by. Um, yeah. I don't know if they could pick it up in the mics or not, but sometimes. I could hear it. We get some road traffic. Yeah. Um, so, so you rented that as a long-term rental. Mm-hmm. Um, recently got rid of it. And now let's let's talk about your current business. I want I want to know about your strategy of how you're growing your business. Starting from, I mean, you started, you had a little tiny uh, machine that you had to haul into a house, right? Or, yep. So, so let's, yeah. let's talk about talk about the growth of your business. Well, and I'll yeah, go into mine. That's one of my favorite stories, man. So I started strong arm carpet cleaning in uh, Genesee County, Michigan. Um, we do carpet cleaning tile cleaning and all that. So when we, when I first started though, I worked at Genesee County jail was just another guy, just another Joe who didn't want to work his job anymore. 
Um, I got a credit card and put $7,000 on that credit card immediately buying a portable machine and a trailer and just used the truck I already owned. Dude, that's, that's some blind faith. There. I, I, it was whatever I, it was whatever it took. It was like, I have to get out of this job. Working these jobs is never going to make me where I want to be. I got to do something different. And I just figured if there was anything good to invest in, the only thing I had was me. 100%, man. So that's what I did. Um, and obviously, as soon as I did it, I got the first initial rush of like family and friends that are all saying, hey, yeah, come clean my carpet. And I, I, I learned a lot during that phase. And I was very thankful for that phase because it was able to really – I'd never done carpet cleaning before. Like the closest I had ever gotten was auto detailing as a teenager. I just watched – how many YouTube videos can you watch about? I don't know. I, I, for the last four weeks, I've been watching about starting a podcast. Exactly. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, you know I, the past four <laughs> weeks I've been watching marketing videos on because over time with strong arm cleaners, we've grown from having the small portable machine and a trailer pulled behind a red F one fifty to a really crappy old van that was very scary to drive. I, I remember that. Yeah. And it had it, but it had a good truck mount in it. So we bought a new van. I learned how to move a big old truck mount into a different brand new van. Um, when that bad boy started getting a little worn down, we, we just replaced it with all new equipment, brand new equipment stuff. That's leading edge technology. So, and uh, this year, hopefully projecting to get another one. And now you're looking to hopefully franchise at some point your business. Either franchise, so, uh, obviously the Stanley Steamer is the best operation. They What they did was they built a business that worked great in their area that offered mm -hmm. a service that they could market to everybody. Right. And then they just spread as far as they want. I want to do the same thing in Michigan. Right. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. So if you are in Michigan and you this, you want to get become self-employed, we uh, Damien will soon probably have some franchise options available um, that – so Absolutely. now you're not only going to uh, have somebody that mentor you and help teach you how to market, how to grow your business, um, you'll have you'll be able to have your own business and make your own money. Now, um, so comparison-wise, your first year in business to 2022, what was your gross income difference? <laughs> um, oh, you, I mean, if you don't want to... So say the numbers. I, that's I mean, fine. If, we're, I mean if we're talking taxable income, I I'm think, just saying gross total. What gro you what uh, you brought in? Gross total from from the the year I from 20, 2018 when I started to 2022. Yeah, 2022 we're probably going to be we're we were shut down for probably three months straight. I'm still going to cross closer to ninety thousand gross mother, uh, around there, and then the year before that first year, I think we did. 12,000 maybe like it, right. I mean, it was, it was so bad. And, uh, this year, um, I know we will be doing $140, $140,000 that's, minimum. That's your projected for this year. Without a doubt. Minimum. If, awesome. I, if I don't hit that number. Whew, yeah. I don't know what. Well, that's, do. I mean, that's what growth is. And yeah. that's, you know, is most people, you know, you see these people on Instagram that you think, Holy crap, they're doing so great. Well, you don't see how they've started with, a business that was making ten thousand the first yeah. year, a you know, mine that made I, nothing. Yeah. I started off doing boot camps and personal training. Yep. And my my first year was same thing about eight ten thousand. I uh, for the whole year of running boot camps and uh, stuff because I had a day job or a W two job. Yep. 
And then once I was able to quit that, and then I opened my first gym, and all the way up to this year, my gross on just my gym for fitness, as we're talking for over the twelve year span, so my gross this year was three hundred fifty thousand. Man, and That's I'm projected awesome. to be four fifty next year. With, now, because of the, I, I want to say when gym. I when I met this guy, he had a, a CrossFit gym and a twenty four seven gym, and he was like, "Man, I don't know if I can have you pay me. I could, if I could pay you to clean my gym once a year." And now he's running. He's got me in there quarterly cleanings, and we're doing this as a partnership. Like this is this is a, he has. I've watched him grow this in four years. Amazingly, it is uh, it is something to behold. <laughs> something to, it is it is because it's an accomplishment. So like. There's certain things you can say in life that are accomplishments, right? You know, hey, you graduated high school. Very cool. 94% of America has done that. Don't quote me on that statistic. But let's say 94%, right, has a high school diploma. You go get a graduate degree, so now you're in the 50 percentile. Um, How many people have opened a business, successfully had it for 12, 10 to 12 years, and is operating with a positive cash flow? That, uh, That is a very, very small number of people in the United States and anybody who has entered that should be very happy to have done that. Oh, I'm, I'm immensely happy. And, and even considering, you know, when COVID lockdown, I had a gym location that went bankrupt. You did. I remember and that. Too. I've yeah. had to pay that. I didn't actually declare bankruptcy on it because I didn't want at the time for any money to come back out of my other gyms. And, you know, so, uh, so I had that go under and I'm st- still paying on, on that. I lost a couple hundred thousand dollars on that gym getting going under well you, you turned it around real fast so like yeah. one thing i i've noticed is you got that mental strength up here that to keeps you so much just rolling on i've had i've had issues in the past where like sometimes you know you get those financial burdens you get those hard hits you get them heavy fails but that con- the, that always come with reaching and trying harder mm-hmm. you know um so it, it's been really cool to watch you move past that yeah that's same, same with you I, i've loved watching your business grow and that's what well, i love supporting your business by having you come in and Man, do, you're do. you're going to be amazed about what we do next because now <laughs> I've realized uh, after what four or five years in business that every every business in the world is not a business is any service business is not a business based on your service it's based on your marketing every business is marketing so my yeah. next business will be a digital marketing agency. right which I'm excited for that because that's going to help our podcast grow it's oh gonna... absolutely I'm super pumped about it yeah. we are it's uh it's in the works all, all right yeah perfect perfect um so. You, uh, digital marketing, what kind of strategies are you employing now for your business that was, that you didn't know before? What, where are you going? So when I first really got serious about strong arm cleaners, I, I paid a di- an agency. I paid them $1,639 per month and you know what? It paid off. They gave me six, seven, eight times return on my revenue. So I, I couldn't be that upset at return on my investment. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't be that upset at, until they just stopped working. And just like one day the faucet turned off, but the bill still showed up. Right. So I, we had to, I, you know, I went through a couple different advertising agencies until I realized what I, uh, any book could have told me. Nobody actually knows what they're doing when it comes to it. marketing. It, nine marketing times out of is, 10. is so fickle. It's, it really is. It's one thing will hit and it's, blows up like with, with my gym business i found I, I used to do paid google ads i used to do paid facebook ads and all kinds of stuff and i wouldn't get much traction what gets me traction is on my personal facebook page every monday i coach every crossfit class i take a picture of every single person working out i post that to my personal page in one big post monday pick day people look for that and that's where we get our our business because now my members are sharing those pictures i take of them 
you know, assuming that they're good pictures, which some days they're not. Um, it's hard to get action photos sometimes. I've, I've noticed this. I never noticed it was on Mondays. I think it's amazing that you've trained the massive fo- amount of followers that you have to look for those pictures, look for their own face. Yeah. So that means they're perusing what you're already sharing. Right. You're using your list to effectively engage with your public. It's yeah. amazing. And it draws in their friends and their family. So yeah. it, uh, t- for, t- t- that's what I've found to be most effective. And w- one of the, you know, last year I bought out the only other gym in my town, which buying out my competition really Baller eased. alert. <laughs> well, it just, it just made it really easy for marketing because now I really don't have to market because everybody knows in our town, yep. the only gym is my gym. Yes, and sir. so everybody comes there. Yep. Um, and it's, you know, I went from our old location before buying this gym out. I went from 178 members to now I'm at almost 800 members. Gosh, dang. You know, that, yes, that's that's freaking awesome. growth, man. Yeah, that's what's up. That's yeah. That's what getting a bigger building is. That's what yeah. buying out your competition right. is. You know, you yep. get that list. That's so, super awesome. So one thing we haven't really talked about is my real estate. Yeah. Maybe so, we should and that's, get to that. This, since this is an investing show, we probably yeah. should get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so currently, I am a real estate investor. Yes. I own two properties. I have a five unit up in Columbiaville and a six unit in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had them for almost two years each or so. And... uh I, they do quite well. I make about, I have total 11 doors and I average $500 per door, essentially profit each month. That's a huge win. It is. Yeah. Um, and I've been, I'm going to, my, my strategy with these two properties is I'm going to refinance them. They're, they're all long-term rentals. So, which means that, you know, I have leases and tenants that stay for a long time, hopefully. So my strategy is I need to refinance. Um, my Richmond property, I'm having trouble stabilizing it currently. Um, I've had some tenants just recently move out, so I have to get it stabilized. And generally, uh, what that means is the bank, before refinancing, wants to see that you have long-term leases in place and that the tenants are staying and they're paying, actively paying. Yeah, active income coming in. Steady. Right, yep. right. So about three months worth. So I'm gonna, uh, what I have is, what's, what's cool about it is between the two buildings, I have about $170,000 of my own money. Now, the tenants are paying my mortgages. They're paying all the bills, plus I'm making profit each month. When I refinance, because of my strategy I, I used when I bought these buildings, I, f- I created some forced equity by raising the rents uh, with commercial property. And we'll go into that in some of our podcasts. We'll break down what that actually means. But I created forced equity, so now... Equity in the building, I have about 500000 between the two. And when I refinance them, I pull that money out, I will then have no money left in these two buildings, but my tenants will still be paying the mortgages, they'll still be paying all the bills, and I will still be getting cash flow from them. But I'll have 500000 so 375000 in profit. That's not taxable because it's been pulled out. It's not taxable yet. It won't be taxable until you sell the buildings. Um as capital gains. So whatever you sell. That's I had no idea about that. That's super interesting. So now I have I'll have this money and you know what five hundred thousand is, yeah. that's twenty percent down on a two million dollar property. And generally that's about what you need. So and in, in Michigan, you can buy twenty to thirty unit apartment complexes for right around two million dollars. So by the end of this year, wow, that's what I I will have twenty to thirty more units. That's a heck of a goal, and I, I'm I'm absolutely sure you can achieve it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
And so if, if you have an off-market property that you know about that you want to reach out and we can talk, I'd love to hear any off-market property deals you have or even on or if you're looking to buy something and you want me to evaluate, I'd love to evaluate it for you and help you uh, help out anybody that is looking to get into real estate. He's the only guy I would trust to do it. If you need any of your floors refinished, hardwood floors, carpet, tile, anything uh, for your rentals, homes that you own, apartments, so doesn't matter. Speaking of, you're, you're based in the Lapeer area? So we're based centrally in Genesee County, and we service okay. all surrounding counties. Okay, so you service Lapeer, Oakland? Lapeer, Oakland, Genesee County, Saginaw County, Livingston County. I think that's all of them. Tuscola okay. County. Tuscola? Yeah. Okay. So that's a pretty broad range. Absolutely. Do a lot of driving. Yeah. Now, are you currently looking to hire any employees? No, not yet. As soon as I can. As soon as I get the marketing right to where I have a very good click funnel program, I absolutely will be hiring and moving on to my next project. Awesome. Awesome. In this podcast, we're going to be doing, uh, trying to do an episode every other week. We're going to, uh, we're going to try to start. We'll get some people interviewed. And then once we kind of have a following, we're going to st- we'll start asking for questions. We'll do podcasts where we just answer questions. Um, cause there's going to be a lot of terms, especially when we get some other investors on here, when they're, they're saying stuff, you know, like, Let's just use the acronyms like STR, AVR, and this stuff. Everybody's like, oh, what's that mean? Yep, you know, so, yep. we'll, so we'll be doing a podcast, and then we'll have like a weekly short uh, where if you have questions, you can email us at – actually, the email is brian at sportiveinvestingpodcast.com. So that email is set up. You can email me any questions, and we'll, we'll address them on the show either before or after or in its own separate episode. But we, we have a long, long way to go, long road, uh, hopefully lots of uh, interviews. If you're an athlete that competes, it doesn't matter what you compete in. We just, we're looking for that athlete mindset. And that as an investor, whether you invest in real estate, you invest in the stock market, actively invest, not somebody that just gives their money to a financial advisor. We want somebody um, that does research and knows what research is involved to get the right investment. Right, because that's the mindset we're looking for is – the attacking things as you do it. Like, oh, I t- absolutely. you know, attacking this podcast. You know, I, I decided I want to do this podcast. My first co-host didn't work out. Great guy. We had a, we uh, just couldn't get our schedules lined up and he was very experienced in podcasting. So I initially had laid, laid it on him, but you know, I was like, it didn't work out. So I attacked this, like I attack a competition. I gave myself four weeks and started studying, buying equipment, getting everything set up, created this room, did, did everything I could as somebody that attacks things like really a Marine did. or it was pretty amazing you know, to watch it happen. Damien right texted right me one day. He's like, I want to be on your pod- podcast as a guest. I was like, well, I was kind of thinking more as a co-host. And uh, so, I was blown away by that. It blew me out. I was like, yes, let's do it. Full, uh, fully committed. Let's make this happen. So, so here we are. Um, but we're going to cut it off today. I think this is a uh, 28 minutes is a good first show. Heck yeah. Uh, I appreciate you coming, Damien. And I look forward to many more of these. And we'll get we'll talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Talk to you later. All right.